welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast. This is your host, KB. I'm a lifestyle designer, intuitive healer, and a creator of a wellness workspace called the KB Apothecary. Welcome to my world. We're cultivating a lifestyle environment based with quality of consciousness for all, here to unveil your authentic truth. What does that mean? Listen in to find out, because we are all multi-hyphenate beings. So join me on the ride. It's getting deep. You can tell you're growing up um, when you start to focus on skincare just so much more. I have been diving in so deep with what I'm putting on my face, my body, because guys, guess what? It goes into your body. It goes into your cells. It transforms you as an entire being. So I know I've been having a lot of skincare experts or professionals or brands on the show as of lately, but that's because I personally want to know more. And when I want to know more, I want to share it with you guys because I know you want to know more. You're probably wondering the exact same things as I am. You're not just going to the drugstore and picking off any, you know, anything off the shelf. You want the finest. You don't want the most expensive, but you want the finest, just like me. So that brings me to my guest today, the ladies, the founders of Common Air. Yeah, I'm just going to put it out there. Vitamin C Serum. These little pods that are sustainable. And you know what? I had these ladies on the show for a reason because of the ethics behind their brand, the integrity behind their craftsmanship. These little pods are totally, completely biodegradable. The product is cruelty-free and the packaging is, you better believe it, recyclable sustainable. You won't feel guilty throwing out a tube of something when you're like, oh man, this jar is so pretty. Maybe you should try to reuse it for something. I know if my mother was listening to this, she'd be like, yeah, that's you girlfriend. Um, so anyways, without further ado, I'm going to let the show speak for itself. Enjoy the entire episode and make sure you pick up some of this amazing product. Guys, amazing. You'll tell my whole experience in the show. Plus, listen to the entire episode because there is a discount code in there. So grateful for that. All right, on to the show. Welcome, Common Air. Welcome back to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host, KB. Guys, It is a beautiful sunny day here in Santa Barbara. I feel like every single time I say that, but you know what? Sometimes it's a little gloomy outside. So I'm so excited because um, it just makes me a little more perky in the morning and um, which brings me to kind of like the environmental factors that we're going to be talking about today. Um, I know I'm just jumping right into it, but guys, we have a lot to talk about. I have two beautiful women on the show today. I can tell they're just beautiful on the inside as well as the outside. Um, You know I love branding. Do you know how much I love branding? Do you know how much I love fonts? Well, if you are inside my brain, if you are on the other side of my computer, you know that I totally nerd and geek out on branding. I could get lost in a font book for days. Um, 
something else I get lost upon is skincare and like really like hearts to the core skincare, skincare that has integrity. You know, I am a nature gal. Um, you know, I am, well, as the podcast is called, just being honest. I'm just being honest. I will not put just anything on my skin. I will not just put anything in my body. Um, so which brings me to my guests. As I said before, I have the creators of this amazing brand you guys have to pick up called Common Air. It's C-O-M-M-O-N-H-E-I-R. I have Angela and Carrie on the show today. Ladies, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you Thanks for having us. That was such an <laughs> intro. I just I don't even know where to go from there. It was so lovely. Well, we're just going to go because yeah. here's the deal. Skincare. We're talking about skincare. I feel like that's the hype. Like, not just as lately, it's always the hype. But I think the thing that we're going to really press today is the integrity, as I mentioned before, of a skincare brand and the branding that has to really push out there um, the integrity of that brand. So you guys have created a vitamin C serum. And not just any vitamin C serum, it's biodegradable has in clean, clean ingredients, cruelty-free, something that is just everything I love. Um, and when I say biodegradable also, the product is biodegradable, yes, but also the packaging. Holy smokes! Guys, if you saw on my Instagram, you saw me opening up the package, and it's just like, I wanted to keep the box, but I knew I was like, in the back of my brain, I was like, no, just, just, just recycle it. You can do it. You can do it. So... First of all, let's just start out. Angela, I'll start with you. I'm, I always start out this way. What was your childhood upbringing? I really want to know the back end of this story. Right. So beauty has always been a really big part of my life, and it started really early for me as a kid. I am from Texas. I am currently, you know, live in Austin, Texas, and I grew up in a small town, Texas and uh, I'm very close to my grandparents and I I always say like to this day that my love of beauty really started with with my grandmother and I just remember kind of Sunday mornings and the glamour of her getting ready and, and all of those lovely things and I think that's what kick-started it for me as a kid you know wanting to steal a spritz of perfume or a little bit of lip balm and that sort of thing um, and I would say that that kind of early introduction into beauty kind of carried me throughout like early childhood into like being a teenager back in the day I'm going to age myself a bit when I it was before the YouTube days right where you um were still very much looking at like magazines to like get ideas for like makeup inspo and that sort of thing so um yeah I mean I guess that's a bit about my childhood as it relates to to beauty what about you Carrie yeah, um, I think I grew up in the Bay Area in Berkeley, California. So I think that's where um, the sustainability passion really came from. Um, it was just a community that was so focused on it that I didn't know that other places were, were different. So that's always been a core part of me growing up, just like running home and <laughs> asking my parents, hey, do we have a recycling bin? 
So I think that's always been super fundamental. And as I grew my career and I originally started out, um, you know, in a job where I was traveling and living out of a suitcase, essentially, and my skin started exploding. Um, and that was when I started getting more interested in skincare as a way to make myself feel confident at work. Cause I was, you know, meeting other people and, and, uh, I started just really falling in love with the, um, the emotional element of having something that stayed the same while everything around me in the world was was changing all the time. So um, eventually, I feel with Common Air, we were able to, I, you know, bring those two passions together to create something that has never been seen before, but I feel like the industry really needs, which is high performance skincare that makes you feel really confident and great, um, but also, you know, you're not crushing the planet in the process. Yeah, totally. Crushing the planet in the process. Well, okay, so I want to kind of dive in because, you know, when I look at your product, like the cute little, I want to call them like little pearls, right? The little pearls that that come your way. And I'm like, I kind of, I'm like, okay, this looks easy, which it is. It's entirely easy. You just pop it off, like rub it on your face. It feels, I mean, it feels lifeless, you know, like it's not like sticky or anything. It's really smooth when I put it on my face. Um, I didn't feel like it was drying. I didn't feel like I was abrasive. I didn't feel like, you know, it was burning my face. I am super sensitive to product. So that is like a plus. I'm like the best human guinea pig for this product. But going back to you guys, how did you all meet? How did you meet up if you're in different states? And how did you like come together and say, you know, like, let's do this? Yeah. Um, so at the time, uh, as you mentioned, Angela and I were perfect strangers. So as a co-founding duo, you know, we didn't have that history of growing up being best friends or having worked together before. Um, how we met is um, <laughs> I had chatted with uh, someone um, really early on when I was exploring the idea of hmm, how do we get rid of plastic in the beauty industry in a meaningful way. Um, I was chatting with uh, someone who had worked very closely with Angela um, at her previous job. And she said, you know, I, I don't know that I can help you, but I know this wonderful gal named Angela. She's in Austin. I don't know. Maybe the two of you should just kind of talk and see what happens. So I think going into that conversation, it was like December 2019. So pre-COVID, um, it was a half hour sort of throwaway meet and greet phone call. And neither of us, you know, knew what we were, what was to come from that. But going in, I just remember um, having such an alignment in terms of what we were both seeing in the industry. I had worked for several years in clean beauty and consumer goods. Angela had worked, you know, for eight plus years in clean beauty manufacturing. And even though we were in different parts of the country and had worked in different roles within clean beauty, we were seeing the same thing. So, I mean, I don't know, Angela, you usually have a good perspective on how you thought that first phone call went. Yeah, for me, I always call that first phone call, but I took very, very reluctantly. It was, like as Carrie mentioned, it was a um, someone that I used to work with who turned into like one of my closest friends. And I remember her telling me she had met Carrie. And I, and she knew I was kind of looking to to leave the role that I was currently in because, you know, I, I'd been in manufacturing for so long. I was starting to think about like what was next for me. Was I going to stay in beauty 
all of these things. Um, and she was like, I met this girl. I think she's great. She's looking for a co-founder. And I was definitely like, you can't see me right now, but I'm doing like stop hand, <laughs> stop sign hands. I was very like pump the brakes. I don't know that I want to be a co-founder. Um, that feels very like crazy to me. And I'm not sure that's the path that I want to go down. Um, but then when I like snuck out of my office and took the call with Carrie, I always call it a love match uh because it just felt so kismet and like fateful we just to carrie's point earlier we just aligned so much coming from opposite sides of the industry to still have identified kind of the same white space and have the same like passion and drive to want to you know be really disruptive and innovative and remove plastic and make really like great formulas and all of those things um so that's that's what how i always refer to it as a love match So I do want to dive into what you just mentioned, being disruptive in the industry. We need that because I don't know if many of you guys listening are aware that the beauty industry does not share everything. They are not transparent. Absolutely not. Um, You may have known I had um, a guest on the show last week and she was really giving the nitty gritty on... Um, just what ingredients should not be in your products, what it actually does to your skin, your hormones, um, all the things, what's in water, you know, toxins like that. So disrupting the industry is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. That's how we get change makers. That's how we get not, I mean, not even just innovators, change makers. Um, and so tell me, why did you choose vitamin C serum as your first product? Yeah, I think um, we were thinking about at the beginning, well, how on earth is it that um, this product that has like this ingredient, vitamin C, which has exploded in popularity over the last several years if people have really started realizing like what it does for your skin. It's one of the most clinically researched, robust um, sort of ingredients that one can use for their skin at almost any age. We were wondering why this ingredient with such universal benefit um, was just so tricky to deal with, right? Um, And part of the reason is so much of what, for example, packaging in the beauty industry is supposed to do, we think about it as, oh, it's an expression of brand, you know, um, packaging and branding is very distinctive in the beauty industry. Um, But some of it is also function. So the reason why a lot of these airless pumps that are impossible to recycle or these um, multiple materials that are used for a spring and a ball and all that stuff is to just keep your goop really stable. Um, It's to protect it from contamination, from air, light, UV exposure, things that will um, make vitamin C, which is an antioxidant, it will actually oxidize it. So it actually does the reverse on your skin if it's not stable. And so... When we were thinking about like, okay, vitamin C, it's super universal. You know, I personally was a huge fan, but couldn't find one that I liked. Um, I thought back to why is it that when we eat vitamin supplements of vitamin C that no one ever talks about the stability of vitamin C in the gel capsules that we eat. And so we started looking at these capsules as a potential way to not only be a plant-based no plastic alternative um, to carrying vitamin C, but also as a way to keep it really stable, concentrated, and take the guesswork out of how much to use and at what strength and um, like how long is it good for if I open a bottle, right? I think those were all the things that we understood to be real 
Um, friction points around um, vitamin C. No one was having a good user experience when we looked at the research and asked people, you know, um, have you heard of vitamin C? Do you use it? Everyone had heard of it, knew it was good for, but couldn't find one that they liked or found it suspicious when they bought it. And then three months later, it started to go off. So that was kind of the sort of perfect moment where um, what we wanted to build fulfilled both like a high performance promise, but also a sustainable promise in that the capsules are completely plant-based and, and not just biodegradable, but dissolvable in water. So um, that was kind of where we landed on why vitamin C for our first product and, and how the capsules really um, shine in, in their role. Oh my gosh, I love that answer. And when you were describing why you put it in a capsule form, it made complete sense to me because I've used vitamin C serum before. And guys, I'm just going to give you a, a, a real life situation. I was using one that was in a pump and it was said to be like amazing and natural. But I found that my skin actually started to discolor, almost turning into a melasma situation. And I'm still trying to work on taking that back. So that is what the oxida the oxidation process happening, right? Is that what you would say? I think it's hard to say when a product goes off and it's on your skin, it's almost like no one, you know, it's hard to say exactly what it was, but yeah, I mean, it compromises your product efficacy and the performance and the potency of it. And so the capsule became just an elegant solution to, mm. to solving both the form and the functional elements of um, a great, uh, great vitamin C serum. So I love it. Um, hopefully you won't experience that way using our product at all. No, so far so good. Um, so Angela, I want to jump back into you because you were more on the manufacturing side. So right. when you guys kind of said, okay, let's go all in with this product. I assume, you know, COVID was kind of like hardcore. Here we go. And you're like, I know manufacturing. I've got this. So did you know exactly what you wanted to produce since you were kind of hesitant at being a co-founder? Yeah. So I think we definitely very quickly landed, to Carrie's point earlier, on vitamin C. For me, I was not a regular user of it, even though I had helped develop like so many vitamin C products. Um, you spoke to irritation a little bit earlier. And like I used to have what I would call the Listerine effect, where I would try a vitamin C and it would just like sting my face so badly it was such an unpleasant experience so we definitely knew early on we wanted to make something really approachable and gentle and something that I was genuinely going to be able to reach for my cabinet every single day um but you know when we set out to make it and file and you know found a really good lab partner and chemist and and all of those things that you kind of need in place to be able to bring a product to life um like you said, COVID hit and supply chains were crazy and we, you know, and our products are actually made in Korea, which mm. was, you know, a, it's, it's great for innovation and for like that type of partnership with the manufacturer, but then also very difficult because uh, you're now dealing with an international supply chain, a global supply chain that you're trying to build out during, during a once in a lifetime pandemic, which was intense and even with the knowledge that i had under my belt with nearly a decade in manufacturing you know i planned for up to plan d and then i was like having to execute on plans like you know f and beyond because things just kept kind of going awry um yeah i hope that answers the question oh my gosh totally 
I mean, but, but here, I mean, look, it's got to be easier from here, right? You know, like you're like the next product product's gonna be like a walk in the park. I love That's it. That's what I always say. If we were able to pull this off during COVID, like everything else has to be a piece of cake because we just know no difference at this point. You know what? Some yeah. of some yeah. of the. Let me interrupt you really fast. I just want to, and then you can continue, but I just want to say, remember, it was like the first, this is kind of like the equivalent, not really, but like, you know, like the first financial crisis in 2008, a lot of people started businesses there, um, and now they're like successful. If you can like grind through, as an entrepreneur, if you can grind through the hardest of the hardest times, you know, baby, you better believe you will make it. You've gone through it. And then you have that mindset, you have all, as I tell my clients, you know, being a mindset coach, you have the tools in your toolbox to set you up for success. You know how to maintain that. So this is beautiful. Get excited, baby. Um, Carrie, I want to ask you. So Angela's working on the manufacturing side, really hustling. What was, what were you like, oh, this is my golden spot. This is what I want to really dive into. Tell us about that. Because I know a lot of people out there, I talk to a lot of people that want to be in partnerships and partnerships are not easy. You know, it's like you create all of a sudden this work wife, this work husband, whatever, you know? So what was your like forte? You know, it's funny because uh, coming in, I cut my teeth in marketing. So prior to that, I had been more of a head of marketing, chief marketing officer type role. But I think in the early days, you have to do everything. So I just call myself one minus Angela. You know, so literally everything else. Um, but I think what really drew us to this partnership, even though we hadn't met each other before and, you know, business a founder relationship is so intimate and such high, such a high trust relationship is that we really did have complementary skill sets coming into it. We both shared like the industry context, having worked in beauty and in clean beauty. But, um, you know, we have very different sort of experiences under our belt, under the same industry. And so I think it was a natural sort of, you know, you do this, I'll do that. Um, so I, like I said, sometimes you just have to do things that are outside of your natural wheel wheelhouse. Um, but I think the best thing to do is to just communicate through it. I think one of the things that Angela says a lot that I totally agree with is that it was actually probably a good thing that we were not friends prior to it because then um, in an era where all of our business and relationships with vendors conducted through Zoom, it just means that you can't really leave any sort of unspoken, does she mean this, you know, on the table, you just kind of have to be as transparent and like communicative, even overly communicative as possible to just make sure that we were learning each other's styles and and um, like our ability to handle workload and all that stuff. So um, yeah, we, we ended up being very good complementary skill sets working together. I love it. Guys, let that all be a lesson to you. Don't just start going into business with your friends. I've known people that have done that before and it has not turned out as a pretty picture. Um, so I want to jump into environmental factors because I am huge, huge, huge on just our planet, Mother Earth. We see stuff in the news happening all the time, and it breaks my heart. But in order to keep this an upbeat episode, let's talk about how you guys are benefiting the environment and why you have created the product. We already talked about 
um, the capsules being biodegradable. You know, they can dissolve in water. But the packaging as well um, is biodegradable. But beyond packaging and beyond product itself, why truly to your core do you feel like this is necessary to create a change within not just the beauty industry, but any industry? Yeah, I can take a first stab at that. So, you know, having worked with much larger brands between the two of us, some of the most notable brands that are definitely on your vanity or your night shelf, I think the role of a small brand is really to have a bark much, much bigger than our bite, which is to be able to change, push the envelope on the conversation so far to the extreme that you're forcing the rest of the industry to kind of reconcile with what you're trying to do and try to um, themselves kind of move in that direction, just trying to pull things in the direction that you would like to see. I think that's the best thing that a small brand can do is to use its voice. And what we wanted to do is really challenge the notion in the industry that, um, you know, that it's meaningful innovation to uh, basically take cost-cutting solutions that also happen to be sustainable and put it, put a cute marketing bow and, and gift wrapping on it and, and deliver that surge to the consumer. We just felt that the days of that were just over. It's up to the consumer to um, demand better choices, to have better choices instead of um, bearing the burden of what happens after you're done with the product entirely onto themselves. Um, I think like what we're trying to do is to create change by upending people's expectations for um, what premium luxury skincare ought to be. I think it should be sustainable, um, but no one's doing it yet because it's so hard. And because there, there's a lot of, um, you know, inertia to keep things exactly the way that they are. So I think um, to keep things upbeat, like we wanted to create a brand that was about being sustainable, about creating joy, about celebrating everything that we love about having a ritual of taking care of yourself and your skin and maintaining, um, but also having the sustainability be something that a brand that is highly trusted takes care of for you so that you're not wondering where something's going to end up after you're, you're done with a bottle or a pump or anything like that. So I think if we can be revolutionary in that sense and be seen as a, as a thought leader, that's much who's like conversation or participation in the conversation is much larger than we are as a brand. Um, I hope we get there obviously over time, but I think that is right now what we're focused on in terms of our aspiration. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great example. Like, I mean, that's a great example of what you pointed out when you said uh, the consumer does not have to think about what's going to happen to the packaging or what have you when they are finished with it. Because that happens to me every single time. That's probably why, like, with food products, I keep so many jars, like cool jars. You know, I'm like, oh, I can reuse this, right? But when it comes to beauty products like a pump, you know, you're thinking to yourself, like, what, what what, do I do with this? Do I throw it away? Do I recycle it? What's the rule on this type of material? You know? Yeah. For sure. And I know I feel a little bit of that. It's hard not to, right? To, to, But we don't want to activate, like, feelings of anxiety. I think beauty should be very, very joyful. And so we, we don't. We want to honor, you know, everything that makes you feel very pampered, indulgent, luxurious, but like I said, have it 
not be something where you're compromising your values, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think uh, it was something that was very important to me and Angela because we're not zero wasters. You know, we, we, we are not perfect. Um, I have trash that doesn't fit into my mason jars. Um, and I think that's just unrealistic for most people, you know, especially young moms that have diapers. I mean, you don't want to make that person feel like they're not doing their part. And I think in our way, it's common air is really about creating like that feeling so that you can feel good about feeling good. And that's why the packaging is designed to be, you know, not your typical like full food style, you know, sustainable skincare brand. We wanted it to feel extra special. Yeah. Every little step helps, you know, like guys, it doesn't matter if you're a zero waster or not. Like the, the mason jar, that's a great example, like fitting all of your, your trash into a mason jar. I remember that whole phase. But the thing is like, sometimes that's just not possible. That's just not possible. There's an over abundance of plastics being out there. People shopping on Amazon, you know, or I shouldn't even throw another brand, but you know, we all know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great example. Um, I do want to go into one more question. Well, actually two more questions. How did you come up with the name? Cause it's very clever. We, because Carrie and I, you know, as we've stated a bazillion times at this point, right, we didn't know each other. We didn't have this history of working together, this other kind of relationship other than what we were developing in real time. And, you know, for us, we kept coming back to this idea of inheritance and heritage and the whole reason we wanted to build Common Air in the first place was because we wanted to leave a better mark within an industry we love so much you know, we wanted to leave something better behind. Um, and, and that kept tying back into this idea of inheritance and this kind of like universal commonality that everyone, you know, intuitively and in, in their hearts wants to wants to leave a bit things a bit better than they left them. Um, and so through all of those conversations and a ton of like random weird brainstorms that happened over Zoom and FaceTime and late night calls and here's a picture of my notebook, I wrote all these names down, uh, kind of thing that happened, we, we landed on Common Air and it just felt very true to the brand, true to us, true to the vision. Um, and it also felt not so specific to beauty in a really good way. Um, that it didn't kind of, you know, pigeonhole us to we're only ever going to be a beauty brand, right? It felt very expansive and big. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where we landed on. I love it. I love it. Um, well, ladies, you two are amazing. You're going to go so far in this. I mean, this is just like literally I'm just like, doo, 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 like cracking the eggshell. Like, here you go. You're just going to explode. But I want to ask you one more question. Um, and whomever wants to lead off can. Um, what is your honest truth in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Mm, I know. Cool. Good question. Carrie, I'll let you go first. What is my honest truth in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Yeah, it can be mentally, physically, emotionally. It could yeah. be a word. I would say being a founder is mentally really taxing. Um, but in a lot of folks have like really stressful jobs and there are a lot of things 
to a lot of people, especially women, right? They're, they're playing the role of mother, caregiver, career woman. And so I think at the end of the day, like what I try to do, um, I try to open my day with a couple of things that I'm just grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just speak those out loud. Um, usually it's some combination of my health and my family's health and, you know, that I'm not worried about where my next meal is going to come from, but that I get to work on a problem like this that I, I care about. I, I recognize that that's a very special thing to be doing and to be able to do. So I try to start the day off like that and it kind of elevates me where you know the imposter syndrome or like the FOMO of scrolling on social media where you're comparing your real self with other people's best selves and just realizing like hey I'm in a great place I get I get to do what I get to do every day that is so awesome I'm so lucky and to just kind of set the day off from from a place of gratitude I think that's beautiful I did that just this morning I've been trying to practice that as well that's awesome Angela how about you For me, I think it really is allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel Mm. in the moment that you're feeling it. Yes. Um, And I think that just is the best thing that you can do for your health mentally and beyond because it just sets this foundational, um, you know what I mean? It, It sets such a great foundation for yourself. And I think it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel stressed. Let yourself feel that in the moment that you need to take a step away live in that moment and then let it go. Mm-hmm. You have felt what you needed to feel. It doesn't have to be a forever terrible feeling. Um, and then you can move on with your day. Yes. You know, and I think that, I think that's huge. That's something that I, as I embarked on this journey of being a founder have really, you know, found myself doing more often when I'm having a moment of high stress or just high emotion in any way, allowing myself to feel it, ground myself in it, and then, kind of just check back in and, and move along with my day as I need to. I think that's huge. Those are perfect answers. Yep, because it's emotions, energy in motion, right? We have to use it. Well, ladies, thank you so much for coming on to the show. You guys, seriously, check it out. Go to the website, commonair.com. That's C-O-M-M-O-N-H-E-I-R. H-E-I-R, wow, I almost messed that one up. And then check them out on Instagram as well, at Common Air. And they're going to give you a little gift, guys, 15% off, okay? Yeah, using code HONEST15, so that's honest one five for 15% off. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? We're going to have to have you back on the show. So come back on. We can share your story and your journey. I know you're just getting started, but guess what? Buckle up, baby. It's going to be a wild ride. How about that? The ladies of common air for you. Um, vitamin C serum. I know it's all the hype, but guys, I really think this is the real deal. It feels amazing on my skin. I've used it for now about a week and I Remember, I only personally vet products to you guys that I use and that I fully support. So you know that you have a trusted product right here, JBH approved. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show each and every week. I cannot thank you enough. You guys are what drive this ship. So I've 
am just so appreciative. I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed to have such an amazing group of honesters such as yourself. And um, until next time, it's been an honor and it's been a pleasure. And if you want to support the show a little bit more, head on over to Apple iTunes, send in a five-star rating and review. That helps us grow organically because you know what? We're in this for the long haul. All right. Until next time, thanks for joining in.